Hello and welcome back, Mark. Nice being back. Nice seeing you gentlemen again. Hi, Jeff. Hello, everybody. Robin. Casper, thanks, Mark, for having me. Donald. Thanks, Cas. What we're going to discuss now is the roles and responsibilities of a coach in the game of rugby. What is the actual responsibility of a coach in the game of rugby? Donald, if I can start with you. <laughs> that's, that's actually... Um, that's a toughie. That yeah. Um, well, I'd say you... It's actually, the role has actually grown and has changed quite, you know, quite recently as well. You're more than just... Um, and a, 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 a coach who, te- who, who imparts knowledge and, and skills, and you're also sort of a manager. You manage the, the if you, especially if you're a head coach, you also manage your staff, your coaches that work with you, your medical staff, if you have that luxury. Yes. And um, you, so you manage, even your administrators, you, 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 you have to manage the whole, that whole system. Um, but I would say, obviously, you, you, what's important is your game knowledge, your strategy, and what, you know, prepare the team to, you know, for the season to, to, to perform, basically. Jeff, I want to ask you, now that you say that's a toughie. It is a toughie. It you, is a toughie. You, you as a coach, you should yeah. know what your responsibilities yeah, no, you are. Do, you, you do, and it's, I'm, I'm sitting with some, with some August company here with in, in, the, in the coaching world, and it's so, and we, we can all give our, our different ideas of what, what a coach is or a coach should be. Um, I think to try and be, you've got to be all things to all men, really. Um, you can't just be that guy that's technically sound, but your manage, man management is perhaps not that good, because um, that doesn't work for you. You can't just be a, man, a, a good man manager, but technically not that sound. That's also not going to work for you. Um, there, there's days, I don't know, uh, Sonny and, and, and Don and Mark may or may not agree with me, but there are days as a coach, like Don said, you've got, to, you've got to be a coach, you've got to be a manager, you've got to be a pastor, you've got to be a friend, you've got to be a driver. Um, you've, so you've got to, there's, a, there's a lot of roles you've got to sort of fulfill within, a, within the team environment other than just imparting your knowledge on game day. Um, so there's, there's a lot to it, and I think we can, we can have this discussion all night. Rowan? Yeah, look, they've hit the nail on the head. The coach is literally a parent of toddlers, mm. especially at club level. Mm. So, I mean, there is enormous responsibility and roles that a, that a coach has to perform. Um, and... and, and Probably in today's environment, uh, a lot less of what the general public out there would think they they do, and a lot more of what they don't see out there yes. in the public, um, especially from an organisational point of view. I mean, if you specifically if you're a coach like me, I stress about the finer details that have to be taken care of, right down to how a change room is laid out before a game, because that's important to make. The players that are, that are that are representing this side feel comfortable in their environment. Is is that then something you would you would guide your your team manager to to do and to make sure that it gets done yes, the way most, you want it? Most certainly. You know, um, I'm talking from a let's talk from a head coach yes. perspective. Um, you would obviously have your coaching team at the beginning of the year. Um, you know that perhaps if you got the luxury at your club of having a physio and a manager and a ball boy and whatever, 
everybody sits around the table. Um, and I would imagine that's what Rusty, you can see they, they do that as well. So everybody gets empowered, um, including some senior players, um, which you've got to rope in. I think it's important as a coach to bring in senior players. You can't coach on your own. You need senior players in that environment. And everybody sits around that table and, and imparts a bit of what the responsibilities are for the team. I think, Gus, if you depending on, on at what level you're coaching at, obviously, you can go primary school, might not be as technical or as much needed in the sense of physios and yes. assistant coaches even. You know, if the, the lower you go, you can have one coach that does forwards and backs because there might not be much structure or things like that. But I think it's important pre-season already, if, if we are the head coaches for argument's sake, to sit down with your group to say this is the plan going forward. By the time the season starts, all the coaches know exactly where they are what their responsibilities are. That includes the physios and the managers. First, second team, under 20s, doesn't matter because your club structure might, all clubs aren't like, aren't like that, but your club structure might be the same. Under 20, seconds, first, irrespective. Um, I think then it's important. And then, obviously, the head coach is the, is the responsible one in the sense of if things go wrong, then he's the one that everyone targets as to what's going on. But... He will then sit with his panel and discuss, this is what I'd like to play. Donald might be, let's say, let's say it's the four of us and, and I'm the head coach. I say this is the, the type of game that I'd play. Robin will have input, so would Donald, so would Jeff. We say no, it might not work because I've got a vision like this, but we might not have the players to play that specific structure. Then we go that route. Then we, then we decide pre-season, we want your physios to obviously look after your, after your players. You need your your strength and conditioning coach to get your guys up to a certain level. I might say within four weeks I'd like to play the first preseason game. These guys will say we can't because they're not conditioned yet. So there's a lot of planning going on other than what you're seeing on the field. I mean, as spectators, we just want to see the running rugby and we want to see awesome thrives beings. But there's so much more, as Robin said, behind the scenes that actually takes place. Robin, something you said now, you've got to be the parent there. What then makes a good coach? If you say the parent, you guys talked about managing the team, coaching the team, making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Look, what makes a good coach? I think um, from my side, um, touching on what everybody said a bit, mm. it's important from a coach's point of view to, to have a player. Every coach here and all four of us sitting here, you've got your certain stamp or, or sort of coaching um, vision or style that you'd like to play towards, okay? And we all differ, um, but it's adapting and getting that help team around you to be able to buy into that same vision. Then you've got to buy, the players have got to buy into that vision. Yes. Okay, once you've done that, then your job gets a little bit lighter as the, as the coach, but it's important then not to drop the ball and, and forget about when we say the planning and the structures that go into this whole game. Um, I've got a philosophy of number one, always being very, very honest mm. and no, uh, there's no lying to a player ever because if anybody catches no, you out, you're going to yeah. get found out by players, okay? Mm. And, and players in today's environment <clears throat> need to get to training and it needs to be structured and organized. You can't, you can't be a coach um, and let somebody arrive at a field, um, your players, and they start seeing you quickly 
packing mm. out stuff and it doesn't work like that. Yeah. If you're wanting the best out of your players and you're wanting to work well with those guys, they need to get there and know 100%. that it's prepared. It's all, yeah, I'd say also one of the characteristics would be leadership. So you have to be a leader for everyone to follow. Even though you're leading, but you also be able to delegate and give responsibility to you know to others. To, I think to, if you if you also have a look at it, your openness and honesty is is a major factor in any level. Um, if you look at chasing the sun, I think yes. it was two episodes ago. Rashi spoke about Cheslin Colby being injured. Yes. I think it was in the quarterfinal. Yes. He himself wanted to go against their protocol to let Cheslin Colby play in the semi-final. And he was reminded. Correct. Yeah. Then the coaching staff reminded him, even Cheslin Colby said, but coach, Stocky and then he realized, well, maybe I'm going against our own protocol. Yes. So if, and the Springboks prime example, everyone bought into that structure, everyone bought mm. into whatever discipline there was and whatever that, the protocols that were put down. So had it happened that Rossi made the sole decision to say, sorry, Cheslin will be playing, he would have lost respect. Right then, and, and that's basically what it boils down to. I think, I think, I'm going to call him Sonny. I told not to call him Robin earlier because he thinks I'm angry at him. Um, I think one of the most important things to me, and it's exactly what Swan Doug said, it's, it's, it's honesty. You've got, to, you've got to tell a player what he needs to hear. You can't tell a player what he wants to hear. Because he, if, he, if you get found out telling a, a fib, for want of a better euphemism, your credibility is gone. Mm. And if your credibility is gone, you're in trouble as a coach. Um, but you've also, as, as a coach, moving slightly away from that, you've, I think we speak about man managers, we speak about administrators, we speak about chairman of various clubs. The buck stops with the coach at the yes. end of the day. Your performance and your position on the log and, you, and whatever, that becomes, if something goes wrong on that day and you lose, it's the coach. If the players are fantastic, cheapest these players are good, but lose a game, it's the coach. Yes. And so you've got to have a thick skin too on top of it all. Yeah. So if... If we wrap this up, what you guys are saying is that a, a good coach is a person that can, can manage, can organize, can get people moving, can get them to do what they need to do, and then transfer his own knowledge and skills onto the players to actually use that on the field. That makes a good coach. Yeah, I think so. And I think they need to believe in whatever's happening because if they don't believe, you can have whatever you want. If the players don't believe in the coaches, it won't yes, happen. 100%. Now to move on to the next one with regards to communication. You guys touched on, on communication and communicating to players and not lying to them and, 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 and not lose their trust. How would you communicate or when do you communicate to players and especially your substitutes as to when they're going to come onto the field and how they're going to play and um, who's going to come off when or do you do that? Robert? You're asking me first. <laughs> okay. I'm honoured. Well, opening I, the I can just speak on how we operate at Rovers. Yeah. Um, we obviously got to, we've got radios, um, and and we'll we'll be in communication with the manager and with one of the medical guys on the side of the field. And as what Mark and Donald said earlier, it's based on every game horse for courses and performance of players. So you may be in a situation where be giving away three, four, five penalties with our front rows, uh, scrummaging <laughs> in or the refs picking on our front yeah. row, and we need to make a change. So we can call it on the radio and just uh, announce that we're bringing that player on. Donald, would you 
give your players a structure beforehand to say that you're going to start substituting in the 45th minute or in the 50th minute and start doing that and, and then tell the players exactly who's going to come on and who's going to not come on? No, that's a, it's a, I think it's risky to do that because you never know what would happen in the game. And if you, if, like we said, honesty is one of the things that you, you have to portray out there. Because if I tell you that you're going to come on in the 45 minutes and then I don't put you on and, yes. or you don't get to play at all now, I've got you sour oh, and you know they're happy. Mm. Yeah. So I'd rather not say. So it's, um, they need to understand there's no guarantee about it of yes. when it, it, we'll see how the game goes. And if it's, you know, if there's an opportunity, that's what we say. If there's an opportunity for you to play, you'll get, a, you, you'll get it. Would you say the same to your nine for argument's sake, that you rotate week in and week out? He'll can, play can I, if he has to play. Can I, can I jump in here quickly? So, so Swanee said earlier, I think before we, we started the, the, the official discussion, that, that, that Swanee had said we perhaps not agree on everything we're going to do and everything we're going to say. So... Um, although I'm sitting here agreeing with Don and then thinking oh, maybe I'll do things slightly differently. So if I can use the two different club scenario, Rovers versus, versus um, Toti, I've, I've coached at both, both uh, clubs. In a Toti environment, you perhaps don't have the, the, the strength and depth, um, if you will. So now you've got to choose players on the bench. So of the seven, five of them are going to go and play for the second team. And most of the players are happy to do that because they're getting some game mm. time. Now you have... A, a scrum off, as an example, who you're now keeping on the bench because you want a nine on the bench. Okay, first things first, I don't go and tell him on the night we're going to train. I don't call him before I announce any team and say, or announce a team without telling him. That's the biggest mistake you can make. But communicate early to that player. You're going to be on the bench for this week's game and give him reasons and, 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 and solid reasons. But I will also communicate with the nine that is starting. And I say, listen, this is what we are doing. 20 minutes left in the game. You're going to come off and I'm going to give him 20 minutes. And I will stick to that as best I can. With, with the others, um, I'm not going to, that have already perhaps played for the second team, um, I'm not going to say anything to them. They must, you know, if, it, if, the, if, the, if the opposition, if, the, if the, the, the game status allows it, I'll put them on. Rovers, different kettle of fish. We have, a, we have a full bench for the sake of the argument. If you start saying to a player, I'm going to give you X amount of time, you're putting yourself at risk. Because the game I, could change. Can I ask this question? If you if you are in a so-called smaller club and you have two players that you benched specifically to be fresh, in other words, they didn't play for the second side, mm. the other five obviously played second side depending on the minutes uh, Robin was referring to earlier. Would you guarantee those two guys game time or also not? The two guys that are fresh? I would give them game time. And, and I, regardless I would, no, of match regard, status. No, yeah. regardless. I, I'd do it differently. So yeah, no, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't, in that specific game, I wouldn't. So what I would look at, at the games that we play. So I would say to him, as Swani mentioned earlier, if, we, if we're playing a team that I believe we're stronger and we possibly get a win, so I'll guarantee him time there that he will definitely play there. Do you understand what I mean? So yeah. that's, the, that's the game I'll say to him, you, you will play, you know. No, no, but no. If, we, if we're playing a tough team and, and, I'm, and, and we're in the, say, 60th minute and I'm not sure how this game is going to end, 
it's it's touch and go. He and might not I, I play need, at all. Yeah, he might not get on because I need that stronger no. player on the field. Donald, can I you ask know, you to, the next to, question? To, and if it's still going well, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you motivate your bench then there if you know that you're not going to play so, those players? So th yeah, this is see see because this is what I think this is where the team culture comes in, mm. and it's it, it becomes very important on on. The, the, the team is more important than the individual. So everyone has to buy into that, and Mark mentioned it, Danny. So everyone needs to buy into that. It's not about me. It's, it's about it's what's best for, for the team, for us to perform. So, yes. the guys, so there's some guys who, who their role might just to be to make these other guys better. Do, do you understand what yes. I mean? They, yeah. they just they have to understand that, <clears throat> that they're not going to get as much game time yes. as... As the, as the starters, for example, yes. or as the guys that start in their position. Well, okay, but if there is an opportunity, yes, you will be given a, a, an opportunity to play. Yes. But everyone has to buy into that. Okay, so a prime example, going back to the Springboks now, chasing the Suns, Bunkosi. Yeah. He played in Cheslin Colby's position in the semi-final. And when he spoke passionately about his role specific, he knew that he wasn't going to play in the final, regardless of whether he had a good game in the semis or not. But he knew his function was to get the Springboks into the final and let Chesley Colby take over because of the bigger picture. So what you are saying um, speaks volumes to, to many clubs, but obviously some obviously don't operate like that. But Springboks is a, is a good point that you're referring to. You've got to, you've got to remember, Mark, is. You don't want to go disagreeing too, but you must remember, with the, in a box environment, that's their job. No, no, yes. no, They're getting paid huge amounts of money. Yes. No. Where in a club environment, the guys just want to play. And those are the, those are the fine lines that you tread. Because I promise you, I've got coaches here with me that will tell you. So I take that risk of saying, I'm going to, give the, I'm going to guarantee that player game time. Everybody raises their eyebrows and thinks, jeepers, half are you mad? Okay, so I put him on. And he plays an absolute blinder and wins the game for me. They yeah. start warming up the bus to make, put me in a ticket tape parade right through the middle of town. But lose the game, they want to burn me at the stake. <laughs> at the same bus. There's no, the same bus. There's no middle of the road. No. <laughs> so a difficult question. No, I suppose, uh, I agree. I don't, think, I don't think there's a set way of doing certain yeah. things. I think each coach to his own. If, if you're comfortable with whatever, that's the way you go. But I think... The most important thing for any coach, whether you're primary school or premier division or international, openness and honesty, mm. bottom I, line. I, I think like Jeff said, it, it depends on your depth then. Mm. It, it, it just comes down to the depth yeah. of, of the squad that you have. You know, if, if you have that luxury and, and is mentioned and, and the guys, you know, like they, you, 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 will, you, you will allow them that time because you, you, you've got strength to do it. But if you don't, then unfortunately you... But I mean, you can always give them game time the following week in the second yeah. side or whatever. Yeah, because exactly. obviously as a coach, you want their match fits too. So you can't, you can't let them bench week in and week out and then they can't perform when, when you ask them to take the field in any case. So in conclusion, yeah, what makes a good coach is that guy that can put all of this together, that can manage the site, that can coach the site, that can be the parent that can motivate the bench, make sure those guys get game time and make sure that the team environment is of such a nature that everybody buys into it. Just don't forget psychologists amongst that list there. <laughs> and the psychologists. But I just think it's important for all coaches out there as well is that we don't, we don't always get it right. 
I mean, there's Rashi that spoke 100%. about him getting certain things. We all learn as we go on. Some of us sitting yes. on this panel is slightly over 35. So um, we all know that there's a possibility that there are changes that, that could possibly take place. Thank you, Mark. That will then conclude this discussion. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks, Thanks Nice having you. Yeah. Thank you.